Hi, everybody. You're listening to Shine Time Radio, an unedited podcast all about creating more joy for ourselves by combining top tips from tarot and no bullshit strategies from life coaching. I'm Jenny Robertson, life coach, intuitive tarot practitioner, teacher, mum, and fellow winger of life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of Shine Time Radio. And today I am going to share a little bit more about the discomfort zone and working with our discomfort and how discomfort isn't a bad thing. Um, If you are human (laughs) and like me, um, you will have probably at some point in your life, in your life, if not often, shied away from, uh, tried to avoid, tried to numb out um, any kind of discomfort or times of discomfort. Um, as humans, we are hardwired to avoid discomfort. Um, it can feel really wrong and sticky, icky, weird. Um, yeah, and we, for a long time, Feeling our feelings and processing our emotions and um, dealing with, you know, old beliefs and working with um, realities and things. It's not something that has been a huge conversation until much more recently. Um, And it's definitely not something I in particular was very skilled at for a long time. Um, for me, bad thing, feelings, bad emotions were to be ignored, um, to be numbed out on, to be, um, just not explored. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, so yeah, now I I spoke about in my stories about wanting to be the queen of discomfort and I want to be my own queen of discomfort. And I absolutely do because I really, the more I research it, the more I look into it, the more I, um, acknowledge for myself where I'm at in my Um, expansion, the more I realize that I really need to buddy up with discomfort, that discomfort and I are gonna have to be pals. (laughs) And I would love to get to a place where when discomfort comes up, I get excited because I know that I am in a a place of expansion, I'm pushing, pushing my boundaries, I'm going for something that maybe is outside my comfort zone. And I was re- I'm reading a really lovely book right now um, called The Power of Small. And I apologize. I'll put in the notes the author's names because I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but one of the things I talk about is your comfort zone is your self-care. And I loved that. So things that where you're at, where you're comfortable, that's your self-care. Wanting to go and move into expansion, to change things, to question things, to... Um, move forward to level up to upgrade whatever all that kind of stuff you have to kind of push yourself into discomfort and there's a beautiful sweet spot for everybody everybody's discomfort zones are as unique and complex as they are and there's a beautiful sweet spot for everybody where your magic really happens where when you push yourself a little bit outside of your comfort zone into your discomfort zone into a bit of discomfort that's where change happens that's where steps are made plans are made ideas are formed 
relationships are formed. It is, you know, when I think back, the best things in my life have come about from discomfort. So why do we have this sort of allergy towards it? And I think it is partly um, to do with, it is our, our brain keeping us safe. I think it has a lot to do with just bigger pictures of things the world can feel like a very scary place and it is um and I think we do want to try and make ourselves feel as comfortable in a a, such an uncertain place at times that we sometimes maybe shy away from any discomfort but um so I'm in the process of working through some issues around where I want to get to how I want to be how I want things to be um, and I've been speaking to a lot of my clients who are also in the same, and most people who come to work with me anyways are in that place about wanting to expand and change and question and um, create. And they all are ready or are having to be ready to work with some discomfort. And something I was speaking about with one of my clients this week was about short-term pain for long-term gain. And yeah, pain's a, that's a tough one, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. <laughs> that sometimes we do have to put ourselves in a wee bit of discomfort in order to reach a bigger a bigger goal. There's a bigger picture happening. Um whatever that might be. Um and I don't believe that any of us are incapable of hard work and discomfort and moving through something. We all are capable of it. It's just how do we rewrite the narrative around what discomfort is and how what it means to us? And that's kind of where I'm at just now. Um, and like I said, I'd like to be quite on friendly terms with discomfort. I think I might as well be because that is life, right? So when we figure out for ourselves what our comfort zones are, that's a great way to figure out where the cusp is between the comfort zone and the discomfort zone is to spend some time about how do you, where do you feel comfortable? Where do you feel you're most comfortable and settled? And also maybe looking at areas of where you are shying away from. So, you know, when you are just, you'll know when you're kind of approaching that um, sweet spot of discomfort, the discomfort zone is because it's that we thrill, right? There's that little like moment of questioning, can I do this? Should I do this? Really? And maybe not. (laughs) Why not? Of course I can. No, I can't. Who do I think I am? You know, your imposter syndrome comes up, your brain tries to tell you you can't, you um, scare yourself a wee bit (laughs) with your ideas and your plans. Um, And that chat, you know, that chat that happens between yourself and your other self, um, that's the stuff, you know, the stuff that gives you pause, but also gets you so fired up. It's that stuff. That is your comfort zone, right? Um, It's the trying and the starting and the asking and the offering and the meeting and the what ifs and the scary and the big leaps. And for me, a lot of the time, it's teeny tiny steps, um, in fact, I'm learning more and more that I work best maybe when I do a little bit here and a little bit there and, ta- and then take a breath. Um, I have tried many times the all or nothing approach and the whole gung-ho thing and then find myself very quickly in overwhelm where I'm, I just shut everything down, right? Like everything just gets shut down and I don't make, I don't do anything in the area that I'd love to maybe expand because I've kind of ruined it for myself, I'm sure many of you can relate to that. (laughs) So um, 
it's the acknowledgement of change and it's definitely the giving of permission to yourself of possibility of just even admitting to yourself what could be possible that's some scary shit like that's where I'm at right now that whole like I'll like open I'll like open my journal and start to write that that's the phase I'm in right now is what's possible for me and where I what I could be what I what kind of options I have for myself and where I could go with things and then I very quickly close the book again because it scares me and it is scary but that is part of where I'm you know working through into the discomfort zone for me is admitting to myself what I want and admitting to myself um, my possibilities. And of course, when you do that, for me, the questions about worthiness come up um, and questions around, well, it's that whole thing. If I admit what I really want to myself, if I verbalize it, then it becomes a thing. And what if I fail? Or what if it gets taken away from me? So it's scary. Um, some of you might be thinking, gosh, she's really overthinking that. And you would be correct. <laughs> Nobody, I've never said I'm not an overthinker. <laughs> Nobody would ever argue that with me. Um, but yes, what we need to be aware of is what the your discomfort zone is not. It's not putting yourself in danger. It's not pushing yourself into overwhelm. It's not pushing so far that you don't know who you are anymore. It's not going after other people's dreams and goals. It's not ignoring your intuition or your values. It's not alienating yourself or others to twist yourself into something that you're not. Okay. For me, the discomfort zone now that is the sweetest spot it is a sacred spot of where your magic happens and it's glorious like I am loving on the discomfort zone right now I'm seriously like here for that all day long um so when I'm when my gorgeous friend Kelly at Becoming Kelly who's a beautiful writing coach she and I were her and I were speaking and she was saying you know this you got to write about that. You've got to write about the discomfort zone. You got to, you can call it notes from the discomfort zone. And at first I was resistant because I'm like, oh, I didn't make it up. <laughs> like the discomfort zone is a thing. Um, I didn't make it up. I just love it. And I love the phrase of it. And she's like, yeah, but you're talking about it in a different way. And you could talk about it like your notes from the discomfort zone. So, you know, um, my friends are geniuses and, <laughs> and they, uh, my, they help expand me into things I often wouldn't push myself to do. So I'm going to start a series, um, every so often notes from the discomfort zone about what I'm working through and ways that, um, working in my discomfort zone has helped to push me to the next level for things or upgraded or expanded, um, where I want to get to. So, for me, um, you know, as I said, it was always something to be avoided and shunned. Um, it was always something that was I often numbed out on. Um, and if I would feel discomfort, I would go into some numbing habits, which are, again, not a bad thing. Like, you know, there's a time and place for numbing out, especially when you are an overthinker and a highly um, uh, intuitive and sensitive and empath. Um, I do need to numb out sometimes and that's cool. Um, but I really see now like I can sit with other people's discomfort all day long. Like I've really trained myself to do it, um, especially in coaching. Now, 
you will see me cringing so hard if somebody's having like a major argument with somebody. Well, like, you know, if people at a table next to you in a restaurant are having a major argument, you're equally like, well, I cringe, but also I'm like so enthralled with what's happening. (laughs) My husband says you can see like my eyes just glaze over and I'm like trying to listen. (laughs) It's terrible. But you know, there's that big arguments, big confrontations. I'm still, I'm still working my way there. I haven't quite got there, but see sitting with other people's progress, other people's, um, when they're in their discomfort zones or when they're going through a moment of they're grieving something, if they're, um, processing something if they're realizing something I can sit with that all day long like it is totally my superpower now (laughs) but my own for a long time I couldn't I just couldn't um and then that being said when I think back to the last couple years um I've have buddied up unknowingly to discomfort in a lot of ways and discomfort for me has come around Themes like acceptance and acknowledgement, receiving, creating, sharing, community, owning, um, apologizing, <laughs> requesting around growth, around truth telling, around space taking, big one for me, um, and about magic making, like owning all that shit and really um, believing in it and trying it and having a go at it and asking and all that kind of stuff, even being open to receiving from, you know, space around me from other people it's uncomfortable and but life is uncomfortable (laughs) um and all the good things happen in that discomfort they really do um I have been more open to getting into touch with people who I perhaps who I admire very much and perhaps had placed on a pedestal um which every single one of them hate that <laughs> now that I know them um, and reached out to people who I just really admired. And now we have become very friendly with quite a few of them. And also I'm working with a couple of them. Um, and I, if I had stayed small, if I, you know, if I hadn't, if I'd stayed in my comfort zone and hadn't taken that cringy moment of sending someone a message to ask a question, to offer something or to, open a dialogue, none of that would have happened. And I'm seeing how that community even being open to community is, is tricky because I am an introvert and I like to have my own space and time, but equally I love people. I love ideas. I love um, learning from others. So yeah, even just that as an example of reaching out to people who you maybe have placed, um, who you've assumed are maybe um, unapproachable lovely people, but maybe they've got so much on and they're busy and why would they have time to speak to you and da da da. You never know, right? You just put, you send a message out, you feel horrible and cringy and your tummy's hurting and it's horrible (laughs) and you're sweating. Um, And then you never know what can come from it, right? I'm the same with, and my, I think my husband would argue that I'm I'm still working through this one, but with apologizing. um, Yeah. Even discomfort of setting goals and believing things what you know opening yourself up to what's possible it's all yeah for me my discomfort is the gentle pushing of my own barriers and the questioning of my truths like it is just why is that true is that true all the time and it's uncomfortable because sometimes yeah it is and the more often than not no it's not <laughs> um i discomfort you know i i feel discomfort 
Um, and then I very quickly you realize it becomes the new normal, your discomfort, something you push into. It's adjusting those boundaries, those barriers for yourself. You become very quickly used to it and it becomes your new normal and it becomes comfortable. And then you push the barriers again a wee bit, right? Um, it's like that we push and then a little ease and then a little push again to it. For me, it's like a wee dance. You're stepping into your discomfort zone and then the bound, the barriers and boundaries of where, what your discomfort or comfort zone is expand and you hang out there for a bit and then maybe you push a bit more. Um, there is so much work we can do there and there's so much magic to be had there that it just really is beautiful. Um, and I really feel like your discomfort zone um, is totally your own and it is so badass like you wherever you're at with with what you want to get on you know what you want to get stuck into what you want to expand what you want to make what you want to create what you want to build what you want to believe is so um it's in there it's in that we zone and your own discomfort zone as we all know like things that people I um shocked people do and admire very much that they do would make me feel way too uncomfortable um that their discomfort zone's different and it's different in different parts of your life right so you've got to figure that out where you are at you got to see where you're comfortable and when you feel those moments of like ah, <laughs> maybe not uh, I'm not sure um or that's exciting but oh my can't do that you know those all those kind of conversations you have with yourself you figure out your discomfort zone you push the boundaries a bit you step into it you find something you can do even five minutes a day that would maybe push it a wee bit. You send a message to somebody. Um, you write down a goal. Like all those kinds of things. And the more you get comfortable with your discomfort, then the more you buddy up with it, then the more interesting things are going to um, be, I think, for you. I'm going to move on and speak a little bit about how you can work with the tarot because I have, I have got a beautiful tarot community. Um, and I am passionate about tarot and how it can be used as a, I don't want to say tool. I mean, a tool is a thing, but it's more for me, um, access into my own inner landscape and inner knowing and my intuition. So for me, when I'm feeling discomfort, I would advocate that like you can, I would use, I often use a tarot when I'm in discomfort. Um, and it's extremely, uh, resort. It's a huge resource for me and it's extremely insightful and supportive. So yeah, I think you could use any of the tarot for times of discomfort. However, I do think there are some cards that lend themselves exceptionally well, um, to working when you're kind of, if you're specifically working in your discomfort zone, um, and I think for me, the big three are the magician, the high priestess and the star. The magician is all about manifestation in pure alignment to your truth and your values. So, you know, building up that foundation of what your values are and your truth are truth is and working through accepting and receiving inspiration and, um, ideas and then manifesting them in total alignment with yourself and producing it out and sharing it with the world. The magician is, um, it's like time. It's, it tells you it's time. It's time to go. <laughs> it's time to try. It's time to share, um, that you're ready. 
Um, especially when you're not feeling terribly ready or you're kind of hiding back a wee bit, the magician comes forward and helps you to, to bring forth your ideas and to share it out. You know, whether it's how you think it's going to go, whether it's successful, not successful, however you define those terms, whether it's, um, scary (laughs) as they usually are, but the magician, if it's in alignment with your values and your, um, priorities and your goals, then it's good. And the magician really calls that out. Um, the high priestess is the opposite. The high priestess is going in to yourself and is about your inner landscape. It's about, um, getting so freaking down with your intuition because you are open, you're giving space to hear, you're allowing quiet to hear what's coming through for you, you're tapping in. Um, Yeah, so you'll notice the magician out, the high priestess in. Um, My teacher, Tarot, Lindsay Mack at Wild Soul Healing, speaks and teaches that the magician is sharing out, right? And the high priestess is going in. And in an ideal world, we would want to be a melting of these two energies, right? We want these energies to coexist together and you want to co-create your life with these energies because it's total balance, right? (laughs) We know this, Um, having being in touch with our own intuition and our inner knowing and our understanding of things and our true beliefs and our truths and our values. Um, and then using that to be open to what comes forth and then pushing forth the ideas and sharing it with the world. Like that is high priestess and magician in perfect balance. Um, yeah, we need both. We want to trust ourselves and be open to ideas and to share when it feels hard, but also when we know it's right. That is the balance of the two cards together. So if I'm working in some discomfort, pulling those two cards and doing some a spread around them is hugely um, informative for me. The other one, the third, the big three, is the star. Because the star is your healing card. This is your reminder really to nourish and to heal um, your nervous system. So I uh, don't know about you, but I um, do become very anxious in times of uncertainty and when I'm in discomfort, which is one of the main reasons, I probably should have started the podcast by saying that, one of the main reasons why I want to become so um in tune with my discomfort zone and appreciative and, and co-create with it is because when I ignore that aspect of myself and I get freaked out by it, I, um, end up having a ton of anxiety. I also, if I push too far past it, I end up being hugely overwhelmed and get a ton of anxiety. Um, so that's my main reason for working with this in such an intimate way because, and why I'm, I'm speaking about it so much because it is hugely important to me. Um, and my mental health. So through this, I need to be really aware that I need to take care of myself. I need to rest. I need to pause. I need to find the balance. I need to caretake myself and my nervous system, which means quiet time, breath work, gentle movement, um, time off my phone. Um, not, you know, not baths. Cause I know, you know, self-care we talk about, it's not all bubble baths and, but sometimes it is a bath. Um, I feel good in water. Water really makes me feel, um, strangely grounded. 
um, and comfortable because I should have been a mermaid. Um, but yeah, so that is my reminder when I'm working through some major discomfort, I kind of work with the magician, the high priestess, and then the star is my reminder to be very good and kind and soft and gentle with myself during it. So you can also use any of the tens because the tens are the end of each of the suits and the tens are, um, are your ushering in of a new cycle or upgrading your thoughts, depending on which area of your life you're stretching. So they are the final stages of one cycle and then you're ushering into the next, you're leveling up, right? Once you complete a cycle of work on something, you're leveling up. So the tens are really great for pushing yourself into that next level up. And it depends what, if you're thinking more specifically, what type of an area of your life, for example, um, if you want to work, if you're working with the Ten of Swords, you're working with mastering and leveling up your brain chemistry. Um, your, this is your thoughts, your beliefs, and your ways of communicating. Okay, working with cups, the Ten of Cups is all about leveling up your trust in your own intuition and your inner knowing. Um, it's that gut and that heart knowledge, right? Working with the Ten of Wands is mastering and leveling up of your inner flame, your passions, your creativity, your sexuality, all that good fiery stuff. Um, and working with the Ten of Pentacles is upgrading how we experience and embody our spiritual side in a very material world. Um, so doing, you know, if you're, if you're, trying to find a more spiritual way of existing, moments of spirituality, ritual, um, moments of calm and quiet and whatever that looks like and whatever religion, belief system you're working in, um, then yeah, Ten of Pentacles is really good for that. And I was going to say, you don't have to believe and do as quote unquote do tarot to embody these energies or work with the ideas and, and energies um, in tarot. They're there for anyone to access in any way you feel like accessing. Um, and I am obviously more than happy to support anybody in connecting with these ideas and energies. Um, it's obviously a passion of mine and it's to me unbelievably empowering and, and, um, comforting for me, but, um, it's not something that is necessarily commonplace chat yet. So anybody curious, please get in touch. And that is me and discomfort at this point. I'm sure I'll discuss it a lot more. <laughs> if you want um, to follow my journey with discomfort and see what I'm talking more about, um, what I'm talking about when I refer to um, my different aspects or different um, themes of discomfort, you can follow me on Instagram. You can find me at Shine Time Coaching, and you can also find me at Shine Time underscore J on Instagram and Facebook, although I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, we don't need to get into a discussion about why I prefer Instagram. I suppose I almost did. I almost went down the rabbit hole, but um, I just find it easier to access and to use and to connect with people on. 
And you can also find me at my website, which is www.shinetimecoaching.com. And on my website, you can see there is classic um, life coaching and there's also coaching with tarot. So for more of um, intuitive coaching. Um, Thank you very much for listening. I hope you... Uh, found something useful and that you are open and willing to manifest, work with, create some kind of relationship with your discomfort zone and watch this space for more information on how to do that. Thanks for listening.